0: The Constitutional Patriot, and this is the Solopreneur Business Patriot Podcast, and this is the newest podcast that I have um, going on in my plethora of podcasting. I have uh, the Constitutional Patriot Podcast, which is what I'm what I am. I am the Constitutional Patriot Podcaster, and I. Have the Tea Party Policy Chat podcast and the Patriot Foreign Policy podcast, and this is the fourth and newest edition in my uh, podcasting uh, quadra, quadpa, quad 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 uh, uh, podcasting is the Solopreneur Business Patriot Podcast. Now, what is a solopreneur? A solopreneur is basically a one-man show, or a one-woman show, or an it show, okay, if you're going to be woke about it. Um, because you can't use they, them, because they, them is more than one. And so that violates the whole, you know, solopreneur thing. So so that's, that's the situation here. And as always, I'm making my tea. And because I am a tea connoisseur. (laughs) As well as a solopreneur. Uh Aha, get the... (laughs) Okay. Now, um, I'm on the red pill. Mike and on the red pill, Cam. And one of the things that I I wanted to do with this solopreneur business... uh, uh, the solopreneur business patriot podcast... Is basically what are the issues? What are the aspects? What are the things that solopreneurs or business in general, small business, um, have to deal with? And and they are we are in the service industry of the solopreneur, which is a lot of that. Is there is a massive personal effect? Of government policy, government uh, economic policy, the the state of the economic system has a massively um, focused and intense effect on on businesses, and some businesses um, are more um, hit hurt um, than others. Like okay, my business is what do you do when your clients leave the state okay you know my business is you have to come to my office and you have to sit in my office and i have to see your documents and i that's the type of service i provide is you have to be here okay and that is without you in my office right i if you if you live out of state it is it's almost impossible for me to for new clients anyway to to verify certain aspects to do business so leaving the state ha- when you have a client base that has left the state like I have I had I had f- what almost 50% of my client base leave the state of California because of government policy and economic situation created by the Democratic Party in the state of California. That's a fact, okay? Love politics, hate politics, whatever. There are people leaving the state that are clients to solopreneurs, like me, okay? So that's one aspect. Another aspect is where my business comes in is during the lockdowns, people weren't working. Okay, so their income levels were massively low, okay, they had, you know, they had rent things they didn't have to pay, they had student loans they didn't have to pay, they had all these things, moratoriums on mortgage payments and all these things that, that, that basically prevented them from having to pay that at the time, right? And there were government stimulus programs to cover living expenses. There was all these things going on. Okay. So their taxable incomes were massively low and didn't need to file. Right. So, and I, and the, the, the issue with a tax repair like me is, okay, COVID hit in 2019 or 2020 is when COVID hit. Well, in 2020, tax repairs like me were doing taxes for tax year 2019 so that wasn't the big hit what was the big hit for me was was trying to market a business during a pandemic okay and to dr- get new clients during a pandemic i mean i would i would have people call in and make appointments and then they'd have COVID and could come in and then they would just, you know, not file or they would get a proponent and then they would do it. So there would there would be that kind of thing. And and so those kinds of stuff was happening. And I would have I had clients come in. It's like I'm I would come in but I but if I leave the house I'm going to die. I've had I had four or five of those calls. And I tried to explain him. them, you know, you're going to be fine. Do you have... I asked, you know, pretty much, do you, you know, go see your doctor and he'll tell you. Da, da, da. And they said, oh no, they said on the news I'm going to die if I go outside. And, I mean, this is the kind of crap that I was dealing with. And so, um, I, yeah, and that was directly related to the policy, government policy at the time. People in... In South Dakota did not have to deal with this. People in Texas did not have to deal with this massive insanity. The people in Florida did not have to deal with this. See what happened was is that they had a different, a different um, narrative that was going on in that state versus what was going on in California. So there was a direct a inverse relationship between business d- business uh, uh, um, development and during the um, the when the end of COVID was occurring at, in 2021. See, 2021 was a bad year, right? Because in 2020, that was the lockdown year, right? Okay, my 2020 20, my 2020 business wasn't that bad in 2020. 2021 was a nightmare nightmare <laughs> okay so n- now this is 2022 and we'll see yeah 2022 is bad because 2021 was a nightmare right so so it was like boom boom two years of lockdown in California right and so and then you know it's so we're gonna hopefully try to start I'm trying I'm trying to do I'm gonna do what I did in 2020. And try to get that a new level of business coming in, but it's you know I the, everyone tells me you know it's like oh I, I'm I'm honestly very good at what I do. I don't want to sound toot my own horn here, but it is. I I've I have I have massive years of experience. I've been doing this. I've been doing this industry since 2017. Okay, um, so you know I've been and I. And I did it for um, another company and, you know, there was issues with them wanting to do things unethically and I don't do unethical things. So that was the, that was the issue. So what I'm going to do here is one thing I want to talk about in this solopreneur business um, Patriot podcast. Is making good decisions. Okay, when you are going to go into business or or work with with someone in business, um, as as a freelancer or a, a client business service, you you when you when you go as a client to a business and you're good and they're going to do um, you're going to pay them to do a service. You want that person to be to making good business decisions. Okay, you want that person to be able to look at a situation, to look at a policy, to look at what's happening, and to make good things that will make that will have the best possible um, business outcome. That would affect um, that would have the least negative effect and the most positive effect on on the situation that you're dealing with so so that's good business decisions now some first of all as an individual that requires you to basically make good voting decisions right because who you vote for and what you vote for that results in governmental policy that can have have a positive or negative effect on On the economy, business in general, and when you have a negative economic situation occurring, the group of businesses that are hurt the most are these extremely small businesses, because their their um, scale, their economic scales, their purchasing power parity, and these these economic measures and terms are such at a at a at a smaller level that swings in, in, in economic activity greatly affect small businesses much more greater than big businesses. because big businesses, they can absorb so much more through w- with their eco- econom- their economy of scales versus a small business, right? So it, it's, it's those issues, okay? And so one of the things that's that's what I'm trying to deal here is is trying to get people to, when they're voting for people, politics matters. And it's like, I, I do a lot of uh, network marketing, and I really, um, Alignable, check that out. I would really recommend that for your solopreneur people. Um, I do a lot of network marketing, and there are some really great people on that site there's some also some very interesting i'm gonna leave it at that interesting people on that site i honestly don't get vibes like i had uh, there's people on there that it's like they're like life counselors and they do it through vibe you know they i yeah okay <laughs> how that works i don't know there's crystals you know someone does crystal stuff and i mean hey more if, if hey phew, yeah do it <laughs> um i'm thinking of going into being like a pet psychologist or a pet pet uh, life coach for for understand cuz i'm 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 a, a dog telepath <laughs> oh that's funny um anyway, <laughs> anyway. If I could figure out how to make money doing that, I would because, cause <laughs> okay, I, I, I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, it's a, that's a joke. Um, but there's a lot of interesting people, and, and, and if they, they, they actually can help some people in, you know, like yoga and, I mean, all the kinds of stuff. And, and I actually interviewed, I've interviewed several people from Alignable on my podcast, uh, constitutional Patriot podcast. Um, there is oh, there's this one great bu- uh, businesswoman she has. She's out of India. And she does fantastic fantastic custom clothing. I mean, the pictures I was like, you know, they're, you know, really nice and and she does women's clothing and I'm telling you it's like they're b- beautiful clothing and it, and you know, I'm telling you it's like yeah, that uh, a woman wearing that outfit would be that turn heads. You know that. Mm, wow. Yeah, that's. Hmm. <laughs> you know that's that's they, they get that looks. Yeah, that would be the. Yeah, hot hot clothes. <laughs> and uh, I interviewed the because it was a business person and I was talking about her business, and the, um she's on My Alignable, which is on um, www.scottharristax.com dot Go to my has all my social media as my go to my alignable tab click on that and she'll she's on that Priya, uh Prea, and uh you know she her, uh, her profile has her contact information so you can get that through my alignable profile on my website www.scottharristax.com where your all your tax needs for your individual tax returns and your family and and Schedule C's, um, individual taxes are at $200 flat rate pricing, all forms and state taxes included. So check that out. Now, <laughs> I also do uh, tax consulting. If you have tax issues and tax questions, and you just uh, want to talk and have and ask some general questions about different things, I I will do that too. And there's fees based on that too. So check that out as well. Um, and all my podcast links are there as well, so check that out. Now I want to get back to this. Is so when you're one thing that as a biz, as a solopreneur, right? Because you have basically you are a one-person show. You have to like outsource things. You have to, you know, I have an IT guy. I outsource all my IT. I have a business card folder here that holds business cards. And I have people who I collect business cards, and the number one card on here, the first card, is my IT guy. It's I open it up, boom, I call him, and it's like, come to fix. This won't work. He comes and he fixes it, and I write him a check. And sometimes it's flipping a switch. And that happened one time. I, can- <laughs> um, I had uh, I kicked the power cord on the on the on the power strip that's right down here. Right on my on my left down. I have a power strip that has all my core power stuff in it, and I kicked it and it turned off the power strip. Nothing was working. I go, I call Paul. I go, Paul, what's going on? Nothing's working. Everything's plugged in. I'm looking at the power. Everything's plugged in. The power strip's plugged in. Everything's plugged in. okay. And so it did. He comes over, checks. He flips the switch. Everything comes on. And he goes, okay, that'd be seventy-five dollars. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, okay, here's. He came over. Did we? And see, see, here's the thing. Less here's a here is a very important tip for a solopreneur business person who is not an IT person, who's not a tech savvy type of person. Pay the two dollars extra for the power strip where the switch is is a light that lights on if it's on or off. I I I got the one that doesn't light up. It's just solid white, and if it had a light switch on it where it was lit up when it's on or off, I would have flipped the switch and it would have been fine I wouldn't have to pay $75. So, to save $2, I spent $75. Lesson learned there. Lesson learned. Always buy the power strip with the switch that lights up. Okay? Spend the extra $2. There you go. There's 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 the... There's the Suburbanor Business Business Patriot podcast tip of the day: Pay the two dollars and get the power strip that lights up. <laughs> Save yourself some money. <laughs> oh, that was so embarrassing! I was like, I was like, he he, he was nice about it though. He did he was he just he just sat there and didn't. I wrote the check and I'm sitting there going, and I'm sitting right. I go, shut up, Paul. I was like he <laughs> goes, not. That. It was really embarrassing, uh, but yeah, it's so you have, you have people that you outsource to, right? You have an IT guy, you have a web developer. I have I have a web person that's in um well, that's in London, and um, I think it was in London uh, off of fervor, right? There's there's pro, there's ways to do it that I basically she redesigned my entire website, which is really cool. And she did a great job. And, and it, was, it was a great outsourcing because I don't know how to do websites. I'm, <laughs> I don't even have a smartphone, for God's sakes. So it's, it made it very easy to, to get out. And I have, my, I have a graphic designer that does my podcast thumb art. And, and I have four podcasts, and each of them has a separate... A thumbnail, and that is, and that is done by my uh, graphic designer out of India. Okay, so I outsource these things, okay, to different people, okay, because I don't know how to do it, and that's what happens. And I'm not going to have because you know I don't need to hire a full-time graphic designer for my business. That's not the type of business I do. Okay. I don't need a full-time web developer for my business. Okay. Not needed. I don't need a, I do need a full-time, I don't need a full-time IT guy. I just need somebody who, who basically, you know, can, you know, um, is, is good and, and, and helpful and can understand that I don't know how to do anything. Right. And it sits there and is polite about me being a complete idiot when it comes to tech. As a t- word I learned, tech I'm a tech-nard. <laughs> okay, but see, I, I'm going on. Now, I have four videos that I won't get to today. And it, th- you have to realize this is all about understanding the basic of economics. How economics affect Business and how business affects um, uh, our our society and our issues. Now this one is a little short. This is a short. Okay, hold on. It's starting. It's a very quick short. I gotta go to the. You know this is. Uh, okay, this is um, this is one of the Fox Business News for um for Mornings with Maria. Every morning I every morning I wake up and I start the coffee, I get the coffee going. And while look, and then and then I turn on Fox Business News. And I'm usually catching either the last hour or the last hour and a half or the last 2 hours of Mornings with Maria Bartolomo. And on Fox Business News. And it's before the market opens, so you see the here it has Dow futures, and this is um, this is a show they go into they go into politics, they go into business, they go into the markets and the and the politics that directly affect the markets that affect the economy, that affect stocks um, and the market and and the market in general, real estate prices, labor costs, uh, inflation issues, consumer price indexing. These, these things, these numbers, they, they represent measures in the economy that have, that's showing what's going on in the economy. And that shows people What's, ha- like, what's happening on Main Street is different than what's happening on Wall Street, okay? There, you've heard, I don't know if you've heard that before, but Main Street is like what's happening on your local, you know, b- small business. Wall Street is big corporations, okay? Now, on Main Street, the small businesses, that's the restaurants, that's the, the mom and pops, right? The... Here in Old Town Clovis, I live in Clovis, California. My office is in Fresno, California. In Clovis, California, I love going to Old Town Clovis. It's Old Town. There's there's great shops there. There's some really great restaurants. The best coffee house in the planet is there. Cup of Joy. I love going there. I'm telling you, if you've never had a pour over from Cup of Joy, um, in Old Town Clovis, than you've never had a pour over. I mean, it's a it's a it's a work of art. It is the best coffee I've ever had ever. It is absolutely super great, fantastic. Um, and it's a great place. The people are really great. It is I love going there. Um, and the they have some really great restaurants, antique shops. There is a lot of antique shops like Clovis has become like an antique, you know, I want I don't want to say antique mecca, but there are numerous t- types of antiques. So if you want to do antiquing, if you're like, oh, man, I want to get some antiques, I want to do some antiquing, come to Clovis, California. We have some great hotels here in Clovis. This, there we have Holiday Inn, Hilton Express, these really great hotels. And we have Old Town, Clo- Old Town Clovis where there are several antique malls. Right. They're great places to get antiques. Um, I though I am looking for a revolutionary type rifle to make I want to make a lamb out of it would be really cool, but you know, those are that's mostly back east stuff. But they have beautiful stuff and and then there's some gift shops and you know, um, different things that you could get they're really nice shopping plate for shopping and restaurants and businesses and It's a really good community, Um, and it's friendly. Very low, free parking. Oh my! They have parking. There's parking, um, parking lots all over Old Town, and it's very walkable. Even with somebody like me with bad knees, and you know the size of a house, it's it's really it's really uh, pedestrian friendly. There are parking, and it's free, free parking. No parking meters. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. Now, the thing about it, I'm going off on this, is the main street in Clovis is it is direct these types of mom and pops are affected with inflation. They cannot absorb these inflationary costs easily. and when they're locked down, Like in California, in California during COVID, for for two years, it was like, oh, you can't open for business, you can't open for business. Um, But Walmart, Kohl's, and these big ones are, but not the mom and pops. Well, Clovis said, screw that, and we're open for business, even though the uh, Governor Newsom said, no, you're not. It's like, oh yeah, we are. We're yeah, we're open. Done. (laughs) We became a sanctuary city. Clovis became pretty much a sanctuary city against Governor Newsom's dumbassness in COVID. And and he's like, mask a mandate. Well, Clovis says no. They're not not enforcing it. You don't have to wear them in Clovis. The DA, the district attorney for Fresno, will not be prosecuting any of that crap. You know, so there you go. Hmm. Because it doesn't work. And they and here's the thing the city of Clovis and the district they followed the science 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 they followed the science 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 <laughs> uh, that was funny well it was funny to me so here we have so one of the things that is talking about is minimum wage so let's 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 hear what Maria Bartoloma has to say about AOC gets schooled on minimum wage.
1: So Twitter fact check uh, clapping back at Alexandria Ocasio Cortez after she slammed Republicans.
0: For- okay, first of all, I have to, I've been told I'm. News alert: AOC has a degree in economics. <laughs> She is like really I mean she knows nothing about economics and how did she get a degree in it oh lord that uh, did, really
1: for not supporting raising the minimum wage. Many quick to remind her that it's the Democrats had the majority in the House and Senate when this bill was opposed. And Dagan, I seem to remember a time when the tax legislation under the Trump administration actually had the lowest earners watching their wages move up the most.
0: Okay, what what um, what she was saying, what Maria Bartolomo was saying, is during the during the Trump administration, the people at the lower in- in- income scale, the day labor, the the, the the minimum wage workers, the the wage workers, the lower not the blue collar, not the blue collar, not the not the executives, not the mid management, but the blue collar workers, the wage earners, their incomes were going up at a higher rate than the white collar workers. In fact, Upper management position um, incomes were going down in comparison during the Trump administration. So the the realities during the Trump administration, in some ways, is the poor got poorer and the rich got richer. That didn't happen. What really happened was the ri- the poor got richer, and the richer got poorer. That's what really happened. So the mindset, the narrative that the Democrats rely on is that when Republicans are in power, the, the poor get poorer and the rich get richer. Eh, not happening. Not Danger with Robinson. Danger, false, false, false information. That's what really happened is the poor got richer during the Trump administration. That's key to know
2: states can raise their uh, own minimum wage too and I always remember because it kind of makes me feel warm on the inside. Uh-oh. This woman uh, got an economics degree in college and she didn't know how the unemployment rate was calculated. So uh, there you go. Merry Christmas.
0: <laughs> okay now see the, here. detect okay <laughs> wow okay um the So Twitter f- the the uh, AOC has an economics degree. Wow, I don't know what to do with that information because how can somebody who supposedly graduated college with an economics degree not understand how unemployment rate is calculated? cannot understand the, con- the basic concepts of supply and demand, cannot understand supply chain, supply side, uh, the factors of supply, the factors of the demand, elasticity of demand, elasticity of supply. How can somebody with an economics degree not understand these basic economic principles that have such massive effects on the economy and on business? That is completely and totally insane. And she's a socialist. She's not not a socialist. She's a communist. Okay. And so the communist econo- c- com- command economy has been a failure everywhere it has been instituted. Okay. Now... Well, the, the question then becomes, well, what about China? What about Vietnam? What about, you know, uh, Europe? Well, look at, first of all, Europe is not a communist. They are basically, they are democratic socialists, but the, their economic is massively regulated, but you still have the appearance of property rights. Okay, and contracts. It's that the tax burden and regulation burden burdens on business in Europe are so massive, are such massively constraining that their profits are restricted and their operations are restricted, and the ability for them to have Growth is extremely limited, if not at all. Okay, I mean, for Italy, almost went bankrupt as a country, and then they and and what they had to do in order to be saved by Germany is they had to institute, they had to do away with their many of their social programs. They had to do away with many of their anti-business regulations. So they so so. Those are the aspects of it. Social, socialism works, oh yeah, I love socialism, yeah, until, until you run out of money. <laughs> because pretty soon you're going to run out of other people's money and the whole system's going to fall apart and collapse. And, and because businesses will shut down, businesses won't, can't make a profit, businesses will relocate, businesses will start exporting, businesses will start relocating out of the country, and, and that's what happened. That's what's happening I mean, I mean look at california look at california in in fiscal year twenty see fiscal year twenty twenty two is over in fiscal year twenty twenty two a hundred and fifty three major corporations have left California with massive loss of jobs. we're talking over twenty thousand high paying these are blue collar you know, massively high-paying jobs. Leaving the state with billions of taxpayer money going, bye-bye, hasta la vista. You know, we're hitting the road and we ain't coming back no more, no more. Okay, so that's, so it has had a massive effect. Governmental policies have had and in the, in the anti-business regulations here in California have had massive effects on large corporations leaving the state. Okay, now see, one of the things is that these, I talked about the difference between mom and pops, Main Street versus Wall Street. So the government regulations here in California, the Wall Street level said, hasta la vista, you know, we're hitting the road, don't come back no more, no more. Then what does that have it what does that effect have on the mom and pops on Main Street well if you're if you were a mom and pop in a town where you have one of these big gigantic companies saying Psh, out of here right they lay off a, all, they fire a bunch of people and relocate Well your client base then loses their jobs the people that buy your products that buy your, that go to your restaurants that, that buy your antiques, that go to your coffee houses and your tea houses and your, and your gift shops and you buy your little knickknacks and, and all those little things that you know that you have in that store that makes it you know nice to be in. Those stores start having lower and lower sales in those areas where those big businesses leave. So they are hurt. Their profits are, see, these mom and pops operate on a a very narrow profit margin. So when they take a loss in sales, that's a very significant loss in profits. Maybe even all of their profits. Okay. And then factor in, this is happening during COVID restrictions, mandates, and, you know, only can let two or three people in at a time type of crap. Um, everybody has to be masked, and it was like no one wants to go out because you have to wear the, all these masks. I can't wear a mask; it makes I can't breathe in them, right? I cannot breathe in a mask. I'm wearing a mask; it, I I feel suffocated. I can't breathe. I, it, may, it itches my nose, and make the, just wearing the mask makes me start sneezing because the the fibers in the mask interfere and irritate my allergies and starts making me sneeze. I don't wear if I you have to wear a mask. It's like okay, I'm not going. So, so that has so, and there are businesses because the difference between Fresno and Clovis, Clovis no masks, Fresno masked. And there was because Clovis was no masked, their businesses were doing better than the Fresno businesses because you had masks. Okay, so that that was happening in the second year of COVID when, when Texas, Florida, all these states were open, but California, New York, Washington, Detroit, all these places were locked down still. Okay, so those are the issues that we're dealing with and how government policy affects it. And now we're talking about wages. When they were talking about wages, is what AOC is is that when you raise minimum wage... It has a massive negative effect on Main Street, right? Because, oh, yeah, Walmart and Target, and it's like, oh, we have to make minimum wage 75 cents an hour. Well, oh, Walmart, Target, Kohl's, the big box stores, they can afford that, right? But what about your mom and pop? On Main Street, the solo you know, can a mom and pop really pay? a set you they have fifteen employees, and they're basically barely making payroll. Right, a seventy-five cent an hour pay raise on minimum wage. Because okay, so that you your 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 supervisor might be making seventy-five cents more than minimum wage. So now you're busboy, if you have a restaurant or you're the lowest level person is now making the same pay as the supervisor, you're going to have to raise the supervisor's pay and the assistant manager's pay and the store manager's pay. You're going to have to give raises across the board because you can't have, you know, that's, that's, (laughs) you know, so, so that's what's going to happen and that's going to have such a massive crushing effect on small business crushing i mean where where i go there's a chinese restaurant that i go to they it's a mom and pop chinese restaurant but their daughter the their their kid went to college and the kid was the they no longer do in in dining it's takeout only because they don't they can't afford to hire someone at the massively high minimum wage that exists here in California. They, they, you know, they, when you have a family on businesses, your child can work for less than minimum wage or work for, you know, you could, you can, you can do that. You you, you could pay your kid less than minimum wage to work for the restaurant. It's a family on business. That's legal, right? It's family, and, and you can do that. But, you know, and... <laughs> That is something that happens, but when you have, you can't hire. You know, hey, we're going to hire. You know, Tim from down the street, and he's going to work on the rest. You have to pay Tim minimum wage, right? Family-owned businesses a lot of times they work. They don't get. Pay, they don't even do time clocks. They don't even do do do. Uh, they, they 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 get paid what they can get paid. What the what the what the money pays. Right, that's the way family-owned businesses operate. I mean, I worked. I my my dad had a family-owned business, and there were times it's like, oh yeah, we're doing the work, and basically we'll pay you what we can when we can and how it goes. When when you have sales going away, it happens. That's the way. That's the way. That's the way self-employed families businesses operate. Okay, the family gets paid last. The employees get paid first. Okay? And sometimes the owner doesn't get paid at all. In fact, sometimes the owner has to take out loans to cover the payroll expenses and the operating expenses, the supplies, the utilities, that kind of thing. That happens a lot. Okay? So, so when you have these small margins that have, let's raise minimum wage, right? Well, because those workers need it. Well, guess what? In some cases, you're voting yourself out of a job. Because what happens? Raise minimum wage? These mom and pops are like, okay, we have four people. Um, we're going to just have to buckle down. We're firing two people, and we're firing two people or 3 people. And then the owners in the owners instead of working 40 hours a week now they're working 50 hours a week for let, for no for no increase in in their in their income. When you're an owner, you don't get overtime. When you're an owner of a business, you don't get paid by the hour. Okay. And so this these things that people's like oh let's do it but see then then what happens it what how it how does this affect the everyday person these business decisions oh voting for 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 minimum wage increases well it has prices go up so you go to your favorite coffee house or you go to restaurants and you notice it's like really make man it was like i go there's this one place we used to we go and and the The meal has gone up like three bucks. So prices go up, you know, and the quantity that you get on your plate goes down, and prices go up. You have shrinkage and increase in prices because the store has increased operating costs, increase. And that's what happens when you, that's what happens. How you vote, who you vote, creates policies that directly affect the economy, that directly affect business, that directly affect individual lives such as inflation, product shrinkage, loss of jobs. So how do we rectify that situation? What, what would be a good business decision? Not voting for people that want to raise taxes on business, not voting for people that want to raise regulations on business, not voting for someone that wants to have massive government spending programs, because that's what actually, if you study economics, causes inflation, and that's where we're going now. That's a, those are the issues that we're talking about now, and here we go with Kudrow. He is, this is a brilliant man. He is like a super genius. Okay, super genius.
2: A very simple but direct question. Why is the Senate leadership, that is the Senate Republican leadership, betraying Republicans in the House and helping pass a pork-filled omnibus bill? Nobody better. Joining me
0: now, Congresswoman Claudia... Okay, see, a an omnibus bill, what is an omnibus spending bill? That's basically all government spending in one bill, okay? You have all the departments, the defense, the justice department, the energy department, everything, every government program, every government agency, every every dot is in one bill, okay? That's what an ominous bill is, and it's stupid <laughs> because it's like, oh, well, because you vote on one bill for spending of everything. And it's thousands and thousands that no one reads. And they fill it full of pork crap that no one wants. Oh, yes, we need to spend $22 million on this, on, on shrimp running on a treadmill. Remember that video? It's like, are Claudia Tenney from
2: upstate New York. Claudia, thank you very much. Look, I don't understand this. This is, to me, and I've seen some good columns about this in the last 24 hours. This is a betrayal. You got new House majority, Republican majority.
0: Okay, so when he's ta- what he's talking about is a betrayal. Is see, Republican. See, here is there are two philosophical constructs in our society: Democrats, liberals, progressives, socialists, communists. Okay, um, progressives say, "I'm not a communist. I'm a progressive." Well, guess what? You're a communist. Says Joseph Stalin. Okay, so Joseph Stalin says that progressives are communists. Why? Because the term progressive, where did it come from? Joseph Stalin. Okay, so shut the hell up, you're a communist. <laughs> so they have more spending, more government control, more regulations, right? Bad, 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 okay? Republicans, they campaign on, the philosophy is lower spending lower government regulation, lower taxes, right? The, what, where is the betrayal? Oh, Republicans voting for massive social spending. Betrayal, because that's not what we as Republicans voted for. We made the good decision. We made the good business decision politician there is like oh well you know what is the what is the demographic of my state is like uh yeah well it's, it's sort of a purplish color so and, and you know I can do this and then I can spin it I can spin it to where it's actually you know could help me get some of those some of those um, independent those sort of, sort of those woke independent voters it's a betrayal it's a betrayal. Republicans should not be in favor of dumbass spending, right? Mitch McConnell needs to be removed as, Senate, uh, as, as Republican leader in the Senate. Conceivably stop: I am in total 100 percent support of Ted Cruz speaker uh, leadership in the Republican Party, Tim Scott, leadership in the Republican Committee. Of the, of the Republican Senate. Either one, right? Yeah, either one.
2: Stop spending, and here Mitch McConnell uh, and others uh, want to just give it away for the whole year. What do you make of this, Claudia? You
1: know, I don't understand it. Why are Republicans more ferocious? When the Democrats took over, uh, and basically took over, the, when I was in my first term and, and we lost the House in 2018, they jammed in everything they could possibly get in knowing that they could do it, and why not take this golden opportunity? Even though we have a slim majority, Kevin McCarthy has stood by, we are not going to pass this thing in our House, although we've had some people pass the basic framework. But this is so critically important that we stick together. This could be actually a strong message coming from the Senate and Mitch McConnell to say, look, we need Kevin McCarthy to be the speaker. We can't fool around with a, this uh, five-vote majority.
0: See, what what is going on? what is going on is that is what she's what is she's talking about is Democrats they have I'm going to flat out say this the only, the only thing that I wish that that Republicans and congressional Republicans were more like Democrats on is their party discipline you know their ideological party discipline they, they vote as a block and there is, I mean, it is rare, I'm talking rare, very, very few times is you have people voting against the party, Democrats voting against the party. It's very few and very rare, and it does not happen in the House. And in the Senate, it almost, it only happened with It very rarely, and usually it's only a delaying tactic to try to get, well, what do I get out of it? You want my vote? And it's very rare does it happen. They vote as a block no matter what. It might take them longer for like little, you know, hey, negotiations, hey, but they vote as a block. Whereas Republicans have a more laissez-faire, have more independent streak. You have, you have libertarian, see in the, see in the, in the Republican umbrella of the GOP, the grand old party, we have conservatives, we have mainstream Republicans, and then we have libertarians, and then we have independents. This is an overarching category that you have within the umbrella of the GOP, the Republican Party. Now, conservatives, which I am, they want low taxes, low government regulation, uh, low government spending, basically following the letter of the Constitution, word by word, principle by principle, and nothing more. Right? You know, that's basically what you. Have. Then you have mainstream Republicans where like these people are let's do bipartisanism. Let's let's negotiate, let's form a deal, let's let's move it over to the left just so we can get how far do you want to go? And it's basically here's the issue when it comes to Democrats. They'll stamp, we're not voting at all. 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 You you go, this is what you're doing. You come to us. We're not voting on that. We're not voting on that. We're not, so we move a little bit more left. We move a little bit more left. We move a little bit more left. It's always, it's always the Republicans moving left. Never in negotiations. It's the, it, it's the other way. It's like it's like it's it's always, oh, bipartisanism. I hate bipartisanism. Bipartisanism no longer is, is a concept that actually is plausible, feasible or good for the country. because why? Because what why is it that bipartisan negotiations and settlement and finding a, a middle ground? Well, here's the thing you have to be moving in the same direction right you both have the fun, you have to have the same final destination in order to negotiate how to get there right what we have now is polar opposite destinations there, we're not even going to the same place so there's no way to negotiate how to get there because we're going in two different directions not not two different routes to the same location see we're not taking two different routes to the same end to the same final destination we're not e- our our final destinations are polar opposite we don't even have the same destination that's the difference between the the situation political situation that exists today and the political framework that existed in the Reagan era the democrats in the reagan era the, they can they could you can negotiate with them you could work out a deal and you can have bipartisan because you have the same final destination right that's not what we have today what we have today is a complete abandonment of the American value principles of the Constitution and what America is. Okay. And and that and that in and of itself are key issues. Key issues to why the Democrats are pretty much dumbass idiots. Okay. So we have to understand that as we move on.
1: Like whether you like Kevin or not this is a pressure point that we need to stick together just like the Democrats do. And if we could do this, we could craft our own bill, cut uh, cut the spending, cut taxes, more growth, get rid of all this green energy subsidies and, and the Green New Deal type of stuff that's in this bill and every bill that we've passed.
0: Get- One of the things that's in this bill is, oh, but we're spending you know all this money for the FBI. Why should we give any more money to the FBI? the fbi has been proven has been proven that they have interfered in two elections that's fact thank you thank you twitter files okay it is there is actually file evidence physical evidence of Massive, massive, large-scale interference in two presidential elections, or two, two elections by the FBI. Okay? That's a fact. And they in this budget, in this omnibus bill, $1.9 billion dollars for the FBI with a new headquarters building? Hell no.
1: Get rid of this $1.4 trillion tra- deficit that we're seeing this year and actually have some growth, just like your guest just on uh, talked about. And everything you're talking about, we need growth. That's what's going to get us out of this inflationary mess. Well,
2: Clay, you know when you talk like this...
0: See, when you have... if you See, the thing is where you can... When you have inflationary pressures, okay, when you have governmental spending and inflationary pressures, if you don't have economic growth to offset that, then you can have recessions and you have negative effects of the economy. Then you have harmful effects in the government economy. Um, Evidence in history and economics has shown that government spending is not really that good of a thing okay um, and government spending in certain in certain areas is has massive negative effects on the economy whereas governmental spending such as in the defense sector that kind of thing that actually increases jobs increases um, economic activity because why because we're building aircraft carriers and that employs a lot of people in very high-paying jobs and, you, and building jets and buying stuff, that creates uh, subcontractors, that creates uh, suppliers, and, uh, and it has a trickle-down, yes, trickle-down economics is a real thing. It's called supply-side economics, okay? And it is a real thing, and it is what is needed in an economy to create growth, this is where Democrats don't understand how economics works. You cannot have growth if you basically shut down the supply side. You have to have it. You send a
2: chill down my spine. You know that every time you do this to me. It's a wonderful thing. But, 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 what happens here if you know Mitch McConnell goes along with Chuck Schumer... In an omnibus- Mitch
0: McConnell, Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell needs to be removed as the Republican leader in the Senate. He sucks. He sucks. He sucks. He sucks. Get him the hell out of there. Please, dear God, make that happen. A
2: spending bill that will be jammed down the throats of the House and with the Democrats will pass the House. And that will take away a golden opportunity to do exactly the kind of fiscal reforms that you're talking about. This is my fear, and that's why I consider it a potential betrayal. Mitch shouldn't be talking like this. It's-
0: See, this betrayal that Mitch is doing and the re- this Republican bill is going to have such a massive destructive effect on Main Street, on solopreneurs, on small business, beyond which people don't understand. Right, it is. It it is complicated, yes. But the the effect, the the realities of the situation, is, and been proven with time and history, has shown that when that these types of actions have such negative, because you have to understand that there are natural behaviors in people. Uh, people behave in predictable ways when they're given. St- this, it's, it's natural behavior. When you, when you expose certain stimuli, it results in predictable actions. Okay? And because, oh, what do you do when the price of, oh, here's, here's what happens. The price of sausages goes up, the price of bacon goes down. Uh, do you, what happens? You buy less sausage and you buy more bacon. Okay? So the stimulus is price of sausage goes up. What do you do? Oh, buy, buy more bacon. Okay. Price of chicken goes up. What do you do? Buy less chicken, buy more beef. Oh, wow. What do you do? Oh, well, the price of squash goes up, but the price of eggplant stays the same. What do you do? You stop buying squash and you start buying eggplant. I'm, that's for the vegetarians out there. But see, that's what happens. Okay, it's it's it is an economic principle where it is it's when the price of a similar good goes up, okay, the demand for the good that with the price increase goes down and the demand for for other similar goods goes up. See, it's an inverse relationship. This it's predictable behavior. And once you understand the economic and the, and the political and the the natural behaviors of people due to economic stimulus and stim, and stimuli and how it re, their natural behavior reactions to it then you can predict what happens right but that takes looking at the situation in a reality based mindset what is the realities Democrats don't look at the reality, they look at the ideological and the philosophical and they basically their ideology is more important than what is happening in reality. Okay? Perfect example of this is when I was in the teaching credential program at Fresno State. I had to take I had to take teaching ideol yes, teaching ideology. And they said a new ideological aspect to teaching a new idea is taking the results of teaching methods, you test them. And taking that test that that actual the actual evidence of what the results of the teaching methods are to determine if it, if a teaching method works or not works. And I said, well duh as a political scientist, that's what you do. You look at the results of a social spending program. What were the results of it? Did it have a negative or positive effect on the economy? Negative or positive effect on the people that, it, that in that society? What were the results of it? Not what, what the ideology was. You know that already. We know the ideologies. We know the different ideologies. What were the results of the policy? What was the economic results? What was the... the if it is an anti-crime legislation, did it reduce crime or increase crime or had no effect? What were the results? Not the ideology, the results. This was a new idea, and I go, what did what did you do? Is like you realize that your this teaching method, these alternative teaching methods, that they the teaching pro- program that education was forcing down these kids' neck for the past 30 years don't work. They know this. The results show it. Right? The classical liberal teaching methods, n- not current liberal, the classical methods, traditional methods, they're the ones that work. But the current f- liberal socialistic um communist ideology in education wants these alternative methods and I go they don't work and so why did you keep doing them and this is what the teacher said to me because the ideology said they would work so we ignore the actual results that's what liberals do The ideology says it will work, so they ignore the actual results. That's what liberals do. That's what socialists do. That's what Democrats do. That's what progressives do. And when you have Republicans siding with the Democrats on these issues, that is in in fact a a... Basically a betrayal because we as conservatives, um, Democrat, conservative Republicans, made the good decisions by basically looking at the results. Saying, no, we don't want this, we want this. And that's how we voted because people campaigned, this is what we're going to do. And then what did they do, they're not doing it. They're not doing it. In the that is what the Senate Republicans are doing. And, and this is what happens with these Senate Republicans. They will not get reelected. And then what happens is the Democrats take power. And like she said, what do they do when they get a majority? They force all this leftist bullshit down our throats and, and take another step to destroy this country. This is what is at stake here, people. Right? And this is how it has a negative effect on us solopreneurs, on our small, on we as small business business, are completely devastated by these massive betrayals.
2: Very simple. And his appropriators shouldn't be talking. They should be defending the new House GOP, not jamming something down that'll prevent you from doing a great job and changing the economy, number one. And number two, improving
1: Republican politics. You know, it's the exact opposite now. We are looking at a Republican majority that's going to save America, whereas right now we are relying on the Senate to save us from this majority and Nancy Pelosi's abuse of power, and thankfully she's leaving. That's what we're looking at. I don't understand why Mitch McConnell isn't embracing this absolutely amazing moment. Even though it's a slim majority, there are Americans, small business owners in my district. I'm a small business owner in upstate New York, where we have a hostile government, in Albany, that's against small businesses.
0: Pay close attention to this. Pay close attention to this hostile Democrat government that is hostile to business. Pay close attention to what she's saying.
1: It's against growth. It's against lower taxes. It's against energy. You are the people that could save us in the Senate. The Senate majority, Marsha Blackburn, what a gem. She's absolutely right. We have got to get Mitch to understand that they're the only people left that can save us now, and it's gonna be up to the House majority next year to save America and save our small business community, which, by the way, drives most of the jobs, supports our economy, and is critical to our future.
2: I mean, uh, I thought Rand Paul put it well. Look,
0: he... see, that right there, that right there is what's going on here. So, that is what's needed for helping small business. Is so so what I would I beg, I dear Lord, I beg you to if to call your congressman, your your if you are in a, if you have a Republican congressman, call your Republican congressman. If you're in a state, call your and it, maybe he's not your congressman or she's not your congressman, but you have there, every state has some conservative Republicans. Uh, or some Republicans in, in their, con- in, from their, every state has at least one, uh, mostly. So, you know, if you have a conservative, a Rep- if you have a Republican member of Congress representing any, your state, call them and say, I'm from your state. Please, please support um, Kevin McCarthy for speaker. And please tell other, the other people to support him. Please, we need him to save America. We have to maintain. See, what happens if, if they don't vote in McCarthy, right? They have no one else. They, no one else can do it because no one else has the votes. Now we're, we're talking five people here, right? This is what it is. And and, and these five traitors, are, what are we going to do? We're going to have a Democrat speaker when we have a Republican majority dumbass. And I don't want to use that word on Republicans. Because these these people that they're they're yell they're rhinos. Rhino, rhino, rhino. We're going to sacrifice a Republican majority for what? What? Time to pull up your put on your big boy panties, people. Seriously talked about
2: how Republicans have given up the power of the purse and essentially have emasculated their position. That's harsh and it's blunt, but right now it's true.
1: And I don't
0: understand that either. Amen, brother.
1: I don't disagree with you, and I agree agree with Rand Paul, but right now the power of a purse should all be originating in the House, as the Constitution states, and we're now relying on the Senate. But why not, and I would say to Mitch McConnell and the senators who are the appropriators, We're forcing this dangerous bill, by the way, filled with pork is going to cause even more inflation, more harm to American communities around the country. You know, the elites in Washington don't see this. But when you're in the in the in the the heartland where I am, the upstate New York area, where we're really struggling, I mean, our energy costs are really high. We had everything shut down today because of a snow day. These types of days are going to go from being something we can manage to being a real crisis and really dangerous for our communities
0: I see and and here's the thing about the inflation rate when you're dealing with the with the issues of natural gas and the no drilling and these green energies in in, in, the, in the New England area in the northern part of the country where where energy costs have gone up by three hundred percent in some areas. What does that do to these the families when you have when when a family's energy bills to heat their homes has gone up by three hundred percent, and you are a business in that town where they people those people live, okay, and you may sit and you basically are in an antique store, you basically have your or your you have basically you by yourself you have no employees but you're running this antique store right. Do you think anybody's coming in and buying antiques when they have to pay th- when they have to pay a 300% higher gas bill to heat their house? No, no. So that basically your profits go down the toilet. Okay. And when you're a service industry such as I am, do you think they're gonna they're gonna hire somebody to do it? No, they're either they're not gonna file or they're gonna do it themselves and hope that they don't screw it up. And if they do, it's like, oh, well, they'll file an amended return in the next year and and make it up then. That's what happens. That's what happens. That's what happened to my niece. She screwed up her tax returns, and she did it like, oh, and and she, she had to file an amended return to fix it. You know, that's what happens. Cost her a little extra money. But she would have saved that money by, you know, all she had to do was call me, you know, but she forgot. Or she didn't think that I would, you know, help her. What she's my niece, for God's sake. So those are the so those are the situations. That is the situation when you have these massive inflation costs caused by policy. And what causes what caused that three hundred percent increase in, in heating in heating oil and heating fuel is the shutting down of the energy on biden's first day in office dumbass
1: i agree with rand paul this is the moment when they should stop this bill i just hope that you keep talking and everyone keeps talking and marsha blackburn and other like-minded people out in the senate can stop this it's really critical and, and and think of the american people who are suffering right now farmers My new district is going to be the largest ag district in the Northeast. We're dependent on affordable, reliable energy, fossil fuels, all the things that we need to not only...
0: Okay, food. You go to the grocery store. Why are the food prices going up so massive? That's because how do farmers harvest? How do they plow the fields? What equipment? They use tractors. Tractors use diesel. Diesel fuel is up massively it's up massively high. It's over $5 a, a gallon for diesel. Okay. And so filling up a tank for a tractor that you're talking you're talking $1200 where it used to be 400 Yeah. Okay. Let's let's look at that. Let's look at that.
1: Be prosperous, but to feed mm-hmm. our communities, to feed our nation, and to feed the world, and maintain food security.
2: Claudia, another problem is in in. Uh... Specific terms, no no one knows the level of this omnibus bill. I mean, I I talk around, I I know a lot of senators, I know a lot of senior senate staff, some of whom worked for me in the White House a few years ago. No one knows what the level is because this is one of these, you know, smoke filled rooms, dark rooms, just a few people making decisions. But, 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 the consensus is. Above the baseline, and I'm not even sure what the baseline is, but we'll call it the fiscal 23 baseline, they're going to add 150 to $200 billion of spending. That's a lot of money, and that would be built into the new baseline, and all this stuff is vastly higher than what we had in 2019 and
0: 2020. You st- oh, man, that ba- baseline budgeting and just basically adding to the baseline is the stupidest thing to do. What is needed is zero-based budgeting, and zero and, and 0 base I'm going to do a podcast about zero-based budgeting. But what zero-based budgeting basically is is you don't just take your prior budget and then add money to it. What you do is you have to go into that department, that agency, and basically you have to justify every penny. Do you what what, what is this? You don't take the numbers and just add to it and go on. What are you spending the money on, and do you need it? Yes or no, and prove it. Prove that you need this money. And if you can't prove, you can't justify it as that you need it based on a set of principles. Then you cut it. Okay, zero-based budgeting is you start with a z- base of zero. Where whereas uh, as prior-based budgeting, you take the prior year budget base whatever it is, and then you just add to it, right? No, you start with zero, and then you build. Well, what, what, is, it the, what is the mission of this agency, okay? And, and, what is, and does that mission really, okay, what is it? What, how many agencies do we have? How many sub-agencies do we have? How many people do we have doing the same thing? Really? You have five people doing in this administration? You don't need five, you need two, fire three, and move on. That's what zero-based budgeting does. Zero-based budgeting is a way to basically, you reduce the waste in government agencies. So you basically shrink down the government, and at the end result, you have the same efficiency level going on, and you're meeting the need, and you're cutting out the waste. That's what zero-based budgeting does, because you don't you, you you don't you don't get this bullshit in this this wasteful pork that they're referring to, okay. So we're we're gonna end it there, and I have <laughs> I only got to two of my four videos, I only got to two of my four videos, and so we will get to the other ones at another time, and. That is what we're going to do. There will be a link in the show notes for the Constitutional Patriot Podcast. There will be a link in the show notes for the Tea Party Policy Chat Podcast. There will be a link in the show notes for the uh, Patriot Foreign Policy Podcast. Also, please help support my podcasting. There will be some tip jars. There will be Buy Me a Cup of Coffee tip jar. And there will be a tip jar for a PayPal donate. So there's two ways to support this. There will be a link in the show notes. So please do that. Please, it, is, it would be extremely helpful. I thank you. I bless you for that in advance. Thank you very much. God bless you all. And
1: thank you. And goodbye.